the Tom Sumner Program. Old Fashioned Radio for a New Generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. All of us remember with great fondness the adorable antics of the most fabulous child star of them all, Baby Jose. (laughs) Many people ask, whatever happened to Baby Jose? (laughs) Well, folks... He's here today, one of the few performers who has made the difficult transition from child star to that of a mature leading man. I can't tell you how pleased I am to meet you, sir. See the man. (laughs) He is a nice man. He is pleased to meet me. Hello, man. Hello. That's very uh, cute, Mr. Ramirez. I I wonder... I I, I wonder... I have a doggy. His name is Spot. (laughs) Run, Spot, run. See Spot, run. That's adorable, Mr. Jimenez, but uh, can't you act your age? Sure. Just how old are you? 360 months. <laughs> All right, then would you mind talking your age? Okay. I am old. See my wrinkles. <laughs> Watch my tooth. I guess most people remember you best from all those wonderful musicals you did as a child. Yes, yes. Do you I remember any of those wonderful songs you sang? Oh yes, I remember all of those wonderful songs that I sang. I wonder, I wonder if you could sing a little of the most famous one of them all. Oh, you must mean life is a hot fudge Sunday. <laughs> yes, oh. yes. It would be a thrill to hear that again. Well, it would be a thrill for me to do that. <laughs> It's a hot fudge sundae with the bright red cherry on top. It's a chocolate cream with thick whipped cream. It's very good to the last drop. 
So when you are having troubles and the whole world begins to droop, give those worries a nudge with good hot fudge on a big double ice cream scoop. Yes, life is a hot fudge Sunday, and if you think of it, if life is a hot fudge Sunday, then death is a banana split. <laughs> This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. back everybody this is the tom sumner program my guest this hour is um some people are, are saying a superstar in the making um she was in uh, birds of prey and uh is now appearing on a uh, tb uh, tbs program um a limited series uh featuring snl alum nazim padrad playing chad and my guest this hour is uh, Chad's little sister in the program, Ella Mika, and she joins me by phone. Hi, Ella. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Um, Ella, you were in uh, Birds of Prey, but you did some commercials before that. 
Um, do you mind my asking how old you are? Yeah, I'm uh, 14. I turned 14 on April 1st. And, and, yeah. And the character you're playing is 11. Yes. Which, so, um, the time that I did audition for the character, I was actually 11. But then <laughs> by the time it all came out, I'm now 14. Well, it got delayed because you... you um, you shot some episodes and then had to stop because of COVID. Yeah. And then you got... So that really delayed it. Yeah, that that put it off for a while. But it's airing on TBS now on Tuesday nights at 1030. And it's... Um, do you think it's fair to call it kind of a quirky show? Yeah, I would say so. Because um, I personally haven't seen any shows much like this one it's really different really um fresh i'd say and there's just so much inclusivity i think it's a really funny show and it's there's so much cringiness in it that it's just kind of makes it quirky as you say yeah you're you're described as uh, chad's younger sister um nikki who is 11 going on 21 <laughs> yes is it, uh, well, first of all, I want to get back to the quirky nature of this show because Nazim plays Chad, and she is an SNL alum and definitely not a 14-year-old boy. What did you think when you first read for the part and, and knew you were going to be working alongside Nazim? I um, was really confused, very <laughs> confused at first. Um, my manager and my agent let me know. They were like, hey, just so you know, um, this is not going to be a 14-year-old boy. This is actually going to be a woman that is going to dress up as a boy and play this 14-year-old boy. And she looks nothing like a 14-year-old boy. She looks like a very beautiful young woman. And I was just like, how is she going to make this look believable? But then um, during our table reads, she came in with the whole wig and the bushy eyebrows and the clothing, the backpack, everything. And I was truly amazed at how well she really transformed into Chad. It was like I wasn't working with Nazim. I was working with Chad. It, she's just so talented and so amazing for being able to do that and make that character really hurt. Oh, I have to. I have to admit, Ella. I I watched the first episode without realizing that it was Nazim playing a fourteen-year-old boy, and yeah, I kept looking. People have said that, and and I thought it was so. Um, the the first time I saw the show, and I was looking at Chad, and and it was. Um, gender confusing yeah <laughs> because you know as a 14 year old boy chad has some feminine qualities yeah and so you're looking and you're thinking well that's one of the problems why this kid isn't going to fit in and then it goes in a completely different direction and you're confused all over again it really is a yeah, lot exactly. of fun and 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 you get to be 
you almost, well, I'd have to say Nikki's kind of the same one in the bunch. Yeah, I agree. She's kind of the only, um, if you'd say normal, even though even she's not fully normal, but she's the most sane and normal out of her entire group of family. Well, she's hip and popular, and she doesn't seem to be struggling with one of the um, one of the themes of the show that that rides under Chad's desperate attempts to to be popular is the fact that um, that he's um, wrestling with his cultural identity, trying to shed that and and be a normal 14-year-old American boy, in his opinion. And the Nikki character doesn't have any of that. Yeah, she just accepts her cultural identity as it is. She doesn't necessarily embrace it. Like, she doesn't go around school saying, hey, like, I'm Persian. She just accepts that she is Persian, and um, she doesn't make it part of a big part of her life. But unlike Chad who's constantly trying not to accept it and to reject the idea of his cultural identity. She just accepts it and moves forward, which is another way that she's able to fit in so much more easily. And and it's really quite exaggerated how badly Chad wants to fit in and the lengths yes. that he'll go yes. to. And there's a lot of bickering between Chad and the character you play, Nikki, how much of that is, is written and how much of it is ad-lib? I'd say we have um, a really good balance of doing improv and sticking to the script. Nizun was really great with that. Um, she made sure that we would do definitely a few takes with the script. And then in the end, like the last few takes, she'd say, hey, guys, let's have fun with this one and let's just do whatever comes naturally. So we kind of improv skill based off the script it wasn't completely whatever we wanted but it gave us a lot of freedom to um really actually bicker with each other and so i'd say a good majority of um nikki and chad's fighting and bickering and arguing was actual arguing When you're working in that environment, can can you lose yourself a little bit and actually forget that that's Nazim Padrad, not Chad, and you know become those characters? And and when you bicker, it really is siblings bickering. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the times we got so into our roles that. I didn't even think this was Nassim. I fully was like, I am Nikki, this is Chad, this is my brother, and I do not like him, and I must argue with him. And so we were so into it, and we filmed for quite a while, too, so I think that played um, a role in it as well, just being in our characters for so long that we felt like the actual character. And that was another part in making it a lot more natural, I think, for us to have that bond and that connection and that um, natural argument. More with Ella Mika, who plays Nikki, on the new TBS comedy series, Chad, straight ahead. Everybody's doing 
doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can. Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place 
with magical charms indoors 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 take it away hi this is deb cherry genesee county treasurer and you're listening to the tom sumner radio show more with ella mika who plays nikki on the new TBS comedy series, Chad, straight ahead. Do you have any favorite scenes from the show so far? I, let me think. I love the scene in um, the fifth episode that aired last Tuesday where um, Nikki and Chad sneak back into the house after an event occurs, but I won't spoil that for everyone yet. But they sneak back into the house and they get caught, and that was one of my favorite scenes to film because we also had some improv in that, and I saw that it ended up making it in the cut. And then I also love a lot of the scenes from today's episode that is going to air. It's Hamid episode where Chad wants these new shoes, and he just cannot find them. And again, I won't spoil the ending for everyone. Yeah, I've seen the promos. I've seen the promos for that, and and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And and I haven't seen episode five yet. I'm I'm going to have to catch up. Um, I did see the first four, and and I have to say I was really uncomfortable when uh, Chad went over to his. You know the scene I'm about to set. Yeah. When Chad went over to uh, his um, mother's your mother's uh, boyfriend's house after they had broken up and he was trying to hang on to his relationship with him. Yeah, and it's just and he so en- over-exaggerated. Yeah, and, and he ends up going into the bathroom and getting into the tub and taking a yeah. bubble bath <laughs> while all this chaos about him being there is going on out in the living room. I, w- I, I was... I was writhing in my seat watching that episode because it was just so over the top. And that's one of the things that's that's fun about this character. And one of the things I would think that's fun for you as an actor to be the one who doesn't seem to be over the top all the time. Yeah, I think um, the characters around Chad are really good at balancing out his really over-exaggerated self. And there's so many characters around him that call him out on the things he does wrong. Like, he completely fetishizes um, black culture and black people. And, like, um, Nikki is quick to call him out on it. Everyone is quick to call him out on it. And he does so many more things like that. And he's so over-exaggerated that I think the characters around him being so natural are what really balances the show out where you get all that fun from him being over-exaggerated, but you also get that natural feeling from all the characters that are surrounding him and in his family. And now, how is it working in a series, or do you think you've really had the, the series experience because of the COVID interruptions? Yeah, um, working in a series is, I think, personally a lot more fun than working on a commercial and actually more than a movie as well because you get so much more time to film with the people you're working with. You get so much more time to have a bond and a connection and actually feel like friends and family, which, again, makes it so much more natural. But 
it's a much longer process. And I think um, having COVID really made it even longer since we had to take like a five or six month break and then we had to film during COVID. But I think that was really nice as well because I got to experience what it's like filming um, a series during COVID, during a pandemic, which I might have been like a once in a lifetime opportunity, even though it sounds so bad, but it was genuinely super interesting to see how things were going to go filming in such conditions. And it was actually pretty easy too filming in those connections. I mean, it um, definitely wasn't the same or the most fun as before filming in regular conditions, but it again was a new experience and I, I'm really grateful that I was able to have it. Now there's eight episodes. Um, do you expect that there's, there's going to be more or will everybody just move on to the next thing? I um, think it's a really funny series and I think a lot of people have seemed to like it so far. And I think TBS has seemed to really like it so far. So I'm pretty hopeful that there's going to be a second season with more episodes, not just eight. But it's all in the hands of the universe. I, like, um, <laughs> we haven't gotten an official pickup or anything. So we're just going to stay hopeful. But I have a pretty good feeling that it will get picked up. And you, um, you played young, and I'm not sure how this is pronounced, if it's Helena or Helena, in the Harley Quinn movie, Birds of Prey. Yes. Um, what was that like? That was um, another really memorable experience. I had a lot of first experiences filming that. Um, for one of the scenes, we were going to have a crossroads scene where um, as I was playing the younger huntress, we are going to have a scene where I take the crossbow and I shoot it and I load it and everything. And so I had to take uh, crossbow shooting classes for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And so um, I did that and that was super fun. I got to experience that. And I never, ever thought that I would be taking like crossbow classes for a movie or anything. But I did, and that was really interesting. I also got uh, the experience of filming with fake blood, and it was really thick and really syrupy. And <laughs> so then that was, like, splattered all over me, and the mom's body was piled on top of me, and the dad's body was piled on top of the mom. And so that even um, got it to stick in my hair, because they were oh, no. um, all filled with blood as well. <laughs> and by the end of filming, I had fake blood, in my ears and my hair and it just was not coming out because it was so sticky but the hair and makeup team was so sweet and um they helped me remove it all and wash it off and like dampen towels they did everything and anything to try and help but i also got to meet um one of my biggest idols margot robbie on set which was um so amazing for me because i have watched her in so many movies and so many things and she's just one of my biggest inspirations and so getting to meet her was just amazing and she um came up to me and she was like hi i'm margot robbie nice to meet you and in my mind i was like oh my god you don't need to introduce me like i know who you are but um 
I was like trying not to fangirl. I was like, oh yeah, I'm really good. Nice to meet you too. And um, my dad actually was on set with me during filming, and he sat next to her without knowing. And they had a full-on conversation. And then when my dad came back, he was like, oh, who was that woman? She was so sweet. And I was like, wait, the blonde one? And he was like, yeah. And I said, you just had oh, a full-on conversation with Margot Robbie. And it was just so surreal, but it was so fun and such a great, like, memorable experience. Oh, that's funny. Um, Ellie, your dad is uh, has been an actor, too. Yes. How much has that influenced um, your desire to be an actor? And, and also, how has it helped or... Does it put more pressure on you? Um, when he was first into acting, I actually saw kind of um, how difficult his job was. And I was like, eh, I don't think I really want to, mainly because of the lack of privacy. But then um, as I grew up, I went to behind the scenes with him when he was filming. And then I slowly uh, fell in love with his art and the way all the actors were able to bring a script to life. And so that that's when I kind of got interested into it. I think I was in fourth grade, maybe eight or nine years old. And um, I think I've learned a lot from him, from his acting, because he is such a talented actor. And I wish, um, I hope he can get back into the field because that would be amazing but he's helped a lot um, with my scripts, like for auditions. He's helped coach me, and I've learned so many uh, different techniques from him as well. And sometimes it can get a little stressful because um, I know he's done, like, theater and he's done movies. He's done just about anything, series, movies, commercials. And sometimes it's like you kind of want to live up to um, the expectations. But then also, um, you remember that you're creating a name for yourself. You don't always have to live up to other people's expectations. So I just kind of take him more as inspiration to do better. And and are you concerned being so young and, and having some early success? I mean, you're in a TV series, you know, on TBS. You've uh, been in a a major motion picture you've done commercials a lot of people that that get roles when they're young um kind of fade out early are are you at all concerned about that i'm not very concerned about that it hasn't really um crossed my mind much because i'm a really passionate person uh i'm also a perfectionist when i do something i like to do it um as best as possible and I think um, the reason why a lot of people, uh, young actresses, young actors that get major roles tend to fade out is because some of them, uh, not all, I'm not like making conclusions, but right. a lot of them tend to kind of think, oh, well, I got this, I'm set for life. I don't need to really do as hard in auditions and try as hard and get out there. But I think there's always so much to learn that you can always audition for new roles, new exciting like storylines, plots, and there's so much in the industry that you can do. 
especially now as inclusivity and diversity is spreading more and more, that I think um, there's really no room for you not to try as hard as you possibly can and do everything with as much passion as you have. Because by doing things with passion, if you love what you do, you're not going to, like, burn out. It it sounds, Ella, like you've got the bug. <laughs> do do you have a dream role? Something you would a like dream to do? Role. Um, um, I really want a role that is emotionally and physically challenging and pushing. I really liked Johnny Depp's Secret Window, uh, his character in that. I like psychopath characters and characters that have mental illnesses that are a lot more challenging to display. So I'd say any roles like that would be really great for me to really push myself as far as possible. Do you think that the fact that this particular show, Chad, um, in in which you play Nikki, Chad's uh, younger sister, um, but in many ways his older sister, but but yeah. um, it, I mean it really kind of comes off like that. And and I keep yeah. almost calling you Nikki Ella. So if I do that by mistake, please forgive me. But the fact that the that the cast, um, and and uh, and the show itself is very diverse and inclusive. Does that make the cast and crew maybe a little tighter than some others? I think um, the inclusivity and diversity is a really huge part of the show. Uh, Nazim really wanted to make sure that there was inclusivity, diversity, that people all around the world could relate to the show. And I think having so many people from so many different cultures and backgrounds and so many different races and ethnicities, uh, it really makes everyone able to relate to each other in the cast in one way or another. Uh, We all have had struggles with um, fitting in. We've all had struggles with becoming immigrants or just really being ourselves and accepting our cultural identity. And I think all of us being so diverse and so different from one another really makes us all so similar to each other in a way. And that was a really huge part that I think shows a lot in the show because you can see all these different faces, all these different um, skin tones, skin colors, and it just makes everyone feel so much more, the audience feels so much more included, and it makes us feel included too because we know like, wow, there's a show that can represent actors like us. And it's just, I think it makes everyone so much more happier and so much more warmer towards one another. And uh, although we each have our differences, it really connected us all in a way. Now, you were born in Armenia, but you came to Los Angeles, to the United States, at the age of one. So yes. you you've been here for as long as you can remember. Um, But have you been back to Armenia at all? Yes. When I was um, three years old, I went back to Armenia. And then also um, in 2016, I went back to Armenia again 
to visit because a lot of my um, family is still back there. I only have my grandparents from my dad's side that are here with us, and they recently just came. So we were planning on going again in 2020, but then the pandemic hit, and um, we were going to go right after filming finished. But the pandemic hit, places were closed, and we just decided we might go this year, we might go next year, but I'd really love to visit again. Um, so are you still shooting episodes, or are they... Are the first eight all done now? The first eight are all done now. Um, we did block filming. Uh, we filmed in February, from the beginning of February, and we were supposed to film until almost the end of April, but we only got until the March 26th until COVID hit and really bad and places had to completely close. So then we continued filming again in August of 2020 and we also had to cut two episodes because Nazim felt that we only needed eight to complete the series and that the two that we were going to remove um, were not going to make a significant change in the series. So we filmed the last two episodes in August and now they're airing in order. Um, did you just not shoot those other two episodes, or are there two episodes out there that don't have air dates? We just did not um, finish shooting those two episodes. Oh, okay. Okay, interesting. Um, so are are you on, on standby? Are you on hold until um, a decision is made whether to do more episodes or... Are you shopping around for some other projects? Right now, as of now, I am not on hold. I am currently still auditioning, just in case. But um, I think as soon as we get any word on whether or not it's going to get picked up, I'll be placed on hold. When you, What was it like when you found out you had gotten the role for Chad? Uh, Nazim was actually the one to call me and let me know. She called, and I was at dance class, so I didn't pick up. And as I was at dance class, I quickly checked my email before going in, and my manager had sent me an audition, and then right after she emailed, never mind, don't do this. And I got really shocked because she always wants me to do every opportunity I possibly can. So I emailed, and I was like, are you sure? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I'll just let you know why after dance. And so I got out of my dance class and Nazim called me and she let me know that um, we were going, I got the role and we were going to film in Vancouver, Canada. And so that was such a shock to me because I was just amazed that after all that work, I had finally gotten the role because my um, audition process was super long. I got like five to six callbacks. And um, the first round of callbacks was kind of just seeing if I could get the character down. The second round was more of improv, since it was a big part of the show, since it is a comedy. And the third one was like chemistry reads with Nazim, um, chemistry reads with uh, Naz, the character Naz, but um, Saba, who plays her, 
she was, I think, picked for the role already when I did a chemistry read with her, but I'm not sure. And then after all of that hard work, I was like, oh, my God, finally, <laughs> finally got the role. Well, I, it's it's a, a, a very quirky show, but everybody is wonderful in it. I, like I say, I'm 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 an episode behind, but I'm I will be caught up soon. Um it's 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 a lot of fun. It's on Tuesday nights at 10:30 uh Eastern on TBS. And it's called Chad and uh my guest is uh, Ella Mika who uh, plays the role of Nikki, his uh his his big younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, Ella, it's been a real treat getting to know you a little bit. I hope you'll come back and talk with us some more when when the show gets picked up, which I, I'm just kind of speculating it might. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being on here and talking with you, and I'd love to come back. Definitely would. Well, keep me in the loop. Let me know what happens, not just... Uh, well, with Chad, but with uh, Elamika as well. Definitely. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Again, that was uh, Elamika. She uh, plays the role of Nikki in the new TBS uh, comedy called Chad. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. <laughs> For a while, so I'll be staying here inside. It's too dangerous out in the world. I'll see you on the other side when I'm in my quarantine. In my little place, too high. My heart is aching and I'm missing you. I'll see you on the other side.
Tom Sumner Program.com Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner Program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. Say, objection. I object. I object to that, Your Honor. Oh, oh. hi, Mom. What's up? Dana, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just um, Attorney General stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than $1,000 now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So listen, we just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam. Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, Report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your 
website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, the Bickersons. Like most married women, Blanche Bickerson is a romanticist. Having talked poor husband John into taking her on a second honeymoon, three o'clock in the morning finds Mrs. Bickerson in the lobby of a small hotel at Niagara Falls. Exhausted and bleary-eyed from the long drive, John Bickerson unloads the luggage outside as his wide-awake wife talks to the night clerk. Let's listen. It doesn't really matter about the room as long as we have a nice view of the falls. Yes, ma'am. I'll bet you don't remember me. No, ma'am. Well, I wouldn't expect you to with all the honeymoon couples you meet. I was here seven years ago. Is that so? Yes. Well, better luck this time. Oh, we're still married to each other. We're just having a second honeymoon. Do many people do that? No, ma'am. I wonder why. I wouldn't know, ma'am. Are you married? No, ma'am. Arthritis makes me walk this way. Will you please sign the register? Oh, I'm sorry. Last time we were here, we had to wait two days for a room. We stayed in a motel in Buffalo. Oh, here you are. Thank you. Is that Bickerson? Yes. Didn't I sign it right? Yes, ma'am. Mrs. John Bickerson and husband. Here's the key. Room 318. There's the automatic elevator over there. We don't have any bellboys at night. Oh, that's all right. I'll go out to the car and get my husband. John, where is he? He's not in the car. I wonder if he took the luggage out of the trunk. Good heavens! John, get out of that trunk, you darned fool! John, John, John! Blanche, 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 shut the door. There's a draft. Come out of that thing. All right, all right, all right. Don't pull. Ow, my hand! Oh, serves you right. Pick up that luggage and straighten yourself up. Ow. I don't want you to go in that nice hotel looking like a ragamuffin. It's a nice muffin. Um, Grab a couple of these bags, will you, Blanche? No! It wouldn't look right on our honeymoon. Come on! Oh, my back. Where's the bellboy? We don't have any at night. Are you the clerk? Yes, sir. Where's the register? I I want a room with a bed. I've already signed it. You've got a room. Good. Where are you going to sleep? Come on, John. Stop dragging your feet. I just drove 2,000 miles for a second honeymoon. Lead me to my room. You had to talk like that in front of the clerk. Oh, let me sleep, will you, Blanche? I'd just like to go one place with you that you didn't embarrass and humiliate me. You've been unbearable since we left home. Keep going. In here? Yes. Pull the bags in so I can shut the door. No windows? No nothing? How much do they get for this broken-down room? This is the elevator. (laughs) Oh, well, push the button or something and get it started. I can't keep my eyes open another minute. I was afraid this would happen. I'd hoped that going on a second honeymoon would bring us closer together. Can't get much closer than this, unless you throw the luggage out. Every time I want you to be romantic, you're so distant, John. 
What is keeping us apart? The brown suitcase. What floor are we on? I'm sleepy. You're always sleepy. When you're not sleepy, you're humiliating me. I'll never be able to face that night clerk in the morning. You won't have to. Why not? There'll be a day clerk. Which way is the room? I don't know, and I don't care. I'm going to stay in the elevator. Oh, come on, will you, Blanche? Well, say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Now, where's the room? Right in front of you, 318. Well, open the door before I collapse. Thank heaven. I gotta get some sleep. Well, put the lights on. Don't stumble around in the dark. Don't want to open my eyes. Just aim me at the bed and give me a shove. I'm not gonna let you sleep until you undress properly and unpack the luggage. Oh, Blanche, why'd you have to bring so much stuff? You've got as much stuff as I have. I have not. All I brought was my toothbrush and my overnight bottle. You and that bourbon. You wouldn't take five steps away from home without it. Well, I can still remember what happened when we got snowbound in that cabin. That wasn't so terrible. Oh, not much. I had to live for two weeks on nothing but food and water. Don't throw my things around like that. There's no closet. Where shall I put these dresses? In the drawer. Where do you want these drawers? In the dresser. Fold up your pants neatly and put them under the mattress. Okay. Well, take them off first. John, what a fool I was to think you'd change. The second honeymoon was just as big a mistake as our first one. Oh, no, it wasn't. I'm so sorry you made me go on this trip that I could just die. I didn't make you go. You shanghaied me. even tried to get me to marry you again. Was that such an unreasonable request? Yes, it isn't legal. Why not? A man can't be punished twice for the same crime. Oh, that's too bad about you. How you shamed me in front of all my friends. And after I sent the invitations out, too. Well, I wasn't going to have any formal a wedding and put out a lot of dough to feed your hungry friends and their squalling brats. There wouldn't have been any brats there at all. How do you know? Because I said plainly on the invitation, Mr. and Mrs. John Bickerson will be married March 9th, no children expected. Put out the lights. I'm never going back to that horrible apartment we live in. I'm going to sit here and stare at the falls forever. Wouldn't hurt you to look at them either, John. I see them every day on the shredded wheat box. How can you be so cynical? I'm glad I have a little romance in my soul. Just the sight of those falls brings back memories. Mm, yeah. Sit up, John. Look at that cascade. Doesn't it remind you of something? Yeah. What, John? I think I left the water running in the bathtub. John, you didn't. Okay, I didn't. Good night, Blanche. I never should have trusted you to lock up. Now I'm really worried. Did you close all of the windows? Close the windows. You didn't leave any lights burning, did you? Uh, no. Did you leave food for the cat? Left enough for a week. What did you leave him? A six-pound tin of corned beef. Did you empty it into a plate? No. Well, how do you expect the cat to eat? I left the can opener on top. Stop worrying about the cat. We should have taken all the animals with us. Poor little canary locked in the cage. Cat can't get out of the house. And who is going to feed the goldfish? Oh, help that they're terribly unhappy. Oh, they're not unhappy. They're having a fine vacation. They are not. They are, too. When I left, the cat was fishing. Fishing? Where? In the goldfish bowl. He was using the canary for bait. John Bickerson! Oh, go to sleep. The canary and the goldfish are fine, and I wish the cat would drop dead. Don't talk like that. I love that cat. When I get home, I'm going to enter him in a cat show. What for? He couldn't win anything. Maybe not, but he'd meet a lot of nice cats.
Go to sleep, will you, Blanche? I'm not sleepy. Why don't you sit up and talk to me? Blanche, people don't talk at four in the morning. You talked until five o'clock on our first honeymoon. You kept reciting poetry and telling me how beautiful I was. Do you remember what you said, John? No. You told me your love for me was like a raging inferno. You said you had a fierce fire blazing in your breast like a live coal. What happened to it, John? It's only a clinker now. How can you say such terrible things to me? Blanche, I'm so sleepy, I don't know what I'm saying. I'd like to hear you say things like that to Gloria Gooseby. Can't I even go to Niagara Falls without Gloria Gooseby? The only reason you didn't was because she wouldn't have you. What? You proposed to her 15 times before you proposed to me. You big second fiddle, you. I never proposed to Gloria Gooseby, and you know it. And the next time I see her, I'm going to punch her husband, Leo, right in the nose. What have you got against Leo? He's a better husband than you are. I'm sick of hearing that, too. Leo Gooseby is a cheap, chiseling bum. He is not. He's more generous than you. Would Leo Gooseby give you a new dress? No. Would he give you a new hat? No. Would he give you a mink coat? No. Would you give me a mink coat? No. Why should I give you anything? Leo wouldn't. Stop screaming. You'll wake up the whole hotel. Well, stop goading me. You want me to do nothing but fight, fight, fight. No, I don't. All I do is ask for proof you love me, and you go into a tantrum. Blanche, what more proof do you want? I tell it to you a thousand times a day. I raise a new crop of freckles to spell out I love you. I painted it on all the Burma shave signs. Somebody's at the door, John. Honey, honey, honey. Honey! Madam, this is not a beehive. It's my bedroom. What are people wandering around in the halls this time of night for? Don't be so crabby. It's probably some nice little bride who can't find her husband. Maybe he's lost. He isn't lost. He's hiding. Put out the lights, will you, Blanche? I've got a vile headache. Nobody told you to yell your brains out. Good night. If you just stand here and look at the falls for a few minutes... Your headache will go away and you'll sleep fine. Where does all that water come from? I once read it goes over at the rate of 346,000 gallons a second. John? Yeah? Are the falls higher on the American side or on the Canadian side? I don't know. I'll have to find out in the morning. What a majestic spectacle. I'm convinced there's nothing in the world like Niagara Falls. Except you, Blanche. Really, John? Why do you say that? Because you never dry up either. Good night, John. Are we crazy? Maybe.
Alexander Zanjic, don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner.